Welcome back to Slotshot Podcast, a hockey podcast. Last week we wrapped up on the Atlantic Division. Tonight we're meeting the Metro, and we're going to preview all eight teams as we did last week in our uh, in our little format. But as we always do on this show, we check in with the co-hosts. Last week it was Alex on the right. First, let's lead off with Rusty on the left. How are we doing? Fired up, boys. Uh, real excited. Um, you know, I've got about 25 minutes of Bruins jersey and captain talk to uh, kind of kick the whole thing off with today. So God, excited for all. that and then and then happy to get into the Metro. So just another day in paradise for the Slot Shot Podcast, fellas. God help us all. Alex, save us from the Bruins talk. How are we doing? Doing well, man. I mean, the Atlantic was a doozy. There's so many good teams in that division. And uh, Metro, I, I think, is just as exciting, but maybe not – the, the, as many of the blue bloods of hockey, you know, there's a couple in here, but uh, got a little new blood. Some teams that, you know, I find with some of these old teams, I have a perspective on them that may not, you know, it's about the organization, you know, as opposed to who they are right now. Mm-hmm. When you look at the Hurricanes, you look at these teams, you really focus on uh, what's on the ice, which is kind of fun. Yep. Yeah, no, no, without a doubt. And uh, as you kind of hinted at, at, at our first team on the night, that would be the Carolina Hurricanes after they took – the Metro Division with 113 points with a 52-21-9 record. Losing, losing in the Eastern Conference Finals to the Cinderella story that wasn't the Florida Panthers in four games. They did lose Andrei Sveshnikov early, or midseason to an ACL injury. He should be back, ready to go come uh, week one or two, as the, as the insiders are telling me. But, boys, we look at this team. It's It's been a team that has been relevant for quite a few years. It. It was kind of the the story of oh Rob Brendamore thought they were robbed of a, of an Eastern Conference final and and if it had been a little bit more of a even uh, series in terms of the records maybe we'd be caught talking a little bit more about it but we're that's in the past that's last year's news Rob's got the Rob the Bod's got this team ready to go healthy hopefully and uh, ready to tear up the Metro once again who wants to lead off on the Carolina Hurricanes I mean I'll I'll, I'll hop into it here. I think it's interesting, and I, I kind of like it. You know, my, my first thought on their offseason, they, they bring in Bunting and they bring in Dmitry Orlov. Those are kind of the two big moves. Uh, Bunting, I think there's a jury out on who he is as a player, you mm-hmm. know, like what, what he actually is. But he's no, definitely he's a valuable NHL player, of course. And then Orlov, had he shined with the Bruins. I think he's a really strong defenseman. Right now, and this is just daily face-off, so it's not to be trusted fully, especially in the offseason, but Dmitry Orlov is on the third pair. I bet he slides into the second, but that means Brady Shea's on the third pair. That's just some incredible defensive depth. Um, what I like about this is this is Brindamore, in my mind, just doubling down on who he is. You know, I think a lot of teams wanted Carolina to maybe go after some goal scoring, right? We, we look at this roster, and we talked about it last year a lot, and it'll kind of always be the discussion with this team is who's putting the puck in the net. Mm-hmm. They have some really good offensive talent, but, like, we have not seen Ajo be a sniper, and I don't think he ever will be. So then you're relying on Sveshnikov, who is a power forward, but maybe not your true like 40 goal scorer. Um, what about Tuvo? Yeah, tu- Tuvo's sitting there. You what know. about Tuvo? Yeah, so maybe Tuvo makes this jump and Rusty eats his words. I would love that too. But I, I don't know. I, I love. I actually, I do know. I love the vibe. I love that Brindamore is just kind of laying it on the table and saying, "Look, this is who we are," and he's not panicking at the fact that they've not gone as far as they wanted to the past couple of years, given how good they've been in the regular season and seemingly have a playoff roster, right? Like, that's kind of the vibe of this team, you know? A lot of teams look for players that are littered across this roster. He's just he's keeping it out there and saying, look, we want another shot at this, and I don't know. I, I like the confidence there. It feels like our college program over there, a little bit. 
And I think there's a lot. I think that's not almost like an insult, but it's just like kind of a college town environment. Everybody loves the coach. Like they're not under a lot of heat despite like completely underperforming in the playoffs. Um, you know, it's not like they're, they don't have a Toronto mentality, but they can't get over the hump. And they go out and they sign Dmitry Orlov uh, at a high number, seven and a half for him. I think he's probably about a six and a half or a six million dollar player, especially at this age. And especially, I think he got four years. So I think three years from now, he's definitely not going to be a seven and a half million dollar player. And they add to already like a really good strength for them. But as we've seen in the playoffs time after time, right, you can never have enough depth. Um, honestly, I think he might be in that third pairing just because you've got a great tandem with Slavin and Burns. It's just like such a perfect yin and yang of like crazy wild man offense and like the most stable, well skating D man. Then Pesci and Shea also have a great complimentary game where they know how to play together really well. Um, so, you know, I, I think, I think like the way they're looking at it is we're going to have one of, you know, Orlov, Shea or Slavin on the ice at all times. And that's going to be a big strength of ours. It goes back to like Roddy and, and, and his thing, Jack, you did almost say Rob, Rob the bod thinking that they got robbed. And I think I'm going to start calling him Rob, Rob Brindamore, because he <laughs> does think that they get robbed every year. He thinks they got robbed out of uh, – they should have swept the, the Panthers apparently. So, um, no, I mean, it's an awesome roster. They play really hard. Um, they've gotten good goaltending historically. Goaltending has not been a disaster for them for a little bit. Um, and, you know, you, you look at this team, they're just there aren't many holes. I think the goal scoring is a question mark. Svechnikov will help. Um, but, you know, it's it, they're going to need to be a top-five team in the league – uh, from uh, defensive scoring. And you know what? I think Jacob Slavin can can bring a lot more offense to the game than he has over his NHL career to date. I, I love that comp. Sorry, I'll let you go, Jack. But I love the, the college coach comp because it does seem like Rod wants to be the star of the show, right? It seems like <laughs> it seems like this is his thing, and he's not going to bring in a star. And they love college sports in Carolina, right? Yeah, like, like it's true. for the fan base, like it's 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 an easy mantra to kind of get into and get behind. I think that's what they're doing, right? Well, you know, I think uh, you you brought up the goaltending situation. It's going to be Freddie and and Antti Rantana. Uh, it sounds like Rantana will be healthy this year. It was a good tandem between the two. Um, I, I get worried about, you know, I think Freddie's, Freddie's, Freddie Anderson's whole career has been, you know, he's been great in a lead at times, but it's never, as you kind of said, getting over that hump. And that has been the theme with this this Hurricanes team seemingly for uh, a little while now. But uh, I think looking at that depth core. Don't sleep on Kochekov in that, too. I think Kochekov could, 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 he, he could be the 1A goalie that, that plays a hell of a lot more yep. than Ronta. And I he think. looked phenomenal in his, his little uh, stint with the big club before I, I think they got the guys back before playoffs. But um, we, we've kind of touched on it. I I will go as far to say this is the most depth we've seen on a defensive core so far in the Eastern Conference. I know we've only covered this being our ninth team, but I, I feel pretty confident in saying this is uh, the depthiest of the depth for for defensive pairings in terms of what what the Hurricanes. Uh, you've entered the deep end. Yeah, you've entered, the, yeah. You know, we're swinging we're, we're swimming on dangerous terms, but uh, no, I, I love what they've got in the back end. I uh, I am a big believer in Martin 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 Natchez. Uh, I think uh, you know you've seen the him develop as as the I think he came into the league at eighteen nineteen. I think he's probably twenty one at this point. Um, he needs to. Needs to light the lamp, and you kind of saw it. I think he was good for fifty points last year, uh, but at least. We'll, we'll we'll double check that. But 
uh, Natchez is making himself the big number 88 in, in Carolina, and I, I – and I'm going to jump the gun and call him my X Factor for the this. The Natchez boy. You took my, you took my X Factor. Yeah, the Natchez boy, he's older than 21. I want to get the official rig here. He's 24. Okay. Um, yeah, his offense has been up and down. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that that is a big question mark. So, you know, last season he had 71 points in 82 games. That was a career high. Correct. Prior to that, he's been just about a half a point a game player. So last year was his big breakout offensively. Um, being in that 70-point range, he played all 82 games. That's good um and in the playoffs he was a little bit of an underperforming scorer so correct i i like the nature's boy uh wildcard pick that's uh or uh, uh x factor well, and i think you see you know these guys they touch their career years and then what happens the next year it you you in the consistent players you see it year after year and with nature's i think that's that's his big step is let's see a 60 65 70 point year and and respond as the elite uh, right winger that this Hurricanes roster hopes they have. Who's next for X-Factors, me or the arm dog? Go ahead, go ahead. I'm going to go with Mikey C., uh, Michael Bunting. Um, <laughs> that's my new nickname, uh, Mikey C., um, the Natchez, Marty the Natchez boy, uh, Natchez, and uh, Mikey C., uh, Michael Bunting. So, you know, that top hit, that, that top line in Carolina, you know, for, for a while, it's been a lot of speed, a lot of skill. Svechnikov is the first kind of sign of having a real power forward, a physical presence. Um, I don't think they're a team that gets pushed around. You look, you know, again, we talked about the depth on D. That's a depth of ability, skill, and toughness, and physicality. I don't think they're a team that gets pushed around. Um, one guy we didn't mention on D, you know, they've got Tony D'Angelo in the projection right now, but... Jalen Chatfield really impressed me last year. I just want to shout him out. Um, he looks like a pirate, but he plays he plays like a pirate. He pillages. He's great. Um, but, yeah, Mikey C., Michael Bunting, um, on the top line, I, I think – we we talked um, we talked in some of our season enders about like the Kachuk scale, and if it goes like Kachuk to Hyman to Bertuzzi, like Mikey C is lower down that list. He's more like a third of Kachuk, right? Um, but he does he can bring that net front finish. Um, he can play an important role, and he can also just be a jerk that gets in the way, gets you on penalty kill, drives Rob. Brenda Moore nuts um, and might drive him towards the officials thinking they get robbed of more games because he's so polarizing with referees. So I could see him having a 70-point year, 30 goals in that neighborhood, and really collecting on the power play. I could see him kind of being a problem um, and finding his way to healthy scratches intermittently. So he's my X-Factor now that Natchez is gone. Michael with a C. I, I love that pick. I, I, I was he was He was in consideration for me just because I think there's offensive upside there. Uh, and that seems odd going from a team where you have so much talent around you, but things can be asked to do more, which is really uh, could be that big difference there. Well, it's a different role than what he had in Toronto. One hundred percent. Is it is it a different role? Unclear. I mean, well, it is because he's not. He's going to play. He could play power play. Let's say. Um, and in Toronto, like he was there for the the rebounds and the tappets. You know, um, I think they could ask him to shoot the puck a little bit more here. I mean, anyone who's willing to shoot the puck on this team will be able to. Because there's nobody who's proven they can, you know, um, at really a high level. So it's it's it is. He might be in the same role of like kind of the third piece of the first line, but uh, I think that could be more impactful. And that that Nosen on the bottom pair on the bottom line, excuse me, 
that uh, Nosen, you know, he was a high draft pick and he played a little bit of net front um, towards the end of the year, definitely in the playoffs. And I think they liked what they got from him as far as he's a stout guy, he can, you know, hold his own in front of the net and he's got a good ability to tip pucks. So I think if uh, if Mikey C is not, not, not doing his job, I think Nosen's a guy that could snatch some PP minutes. Again, factoring into that X factor where I think he's got, you know, high ceiling, low, low seller. Yeah. Army, Army on the clock. Yeah, so you guys kind of covered, and, like, the forward talk is the forward talk, right? I think there's probably six guys we could pick and say if they score. You know, this team looks a lot different. Because um, there's a lot of young players, a lot of guys like Svechnikov coming back from the ACL. What's he going to be? These are all good X-Factors. I'm going to go with Tony D on the back end because a back end that is built on stability and with some, with some obviously, Brent Burns being the scoring upside, but uh, a lot of stability, a lot of safeness around it. And I know you like Chatfield. I was I was with, like, you told me that, and then we watched him, and we're like, yeah, this guy looks good. But you don't bring in Tony D to be your seventh defenseman um, because he's just such a – he's a lightning – like, I, he's he's a lot. He's a lot to handle. He's had issues in the locker room. I know Philly was kind of in between on him. It could be – you mean it could be a problem having him on the ninth floor. You, he yeah. could be sounding off. He might not be comfortable in that role. And you also just don't bring in a guy like that to this team to not play. Well, I think – I just uh, – I get nervous thinking about Chatfield not playing NHL games. I mean, I think he could be a top four defense. I think he could be a number four defenseman I, I on a lot you. of teams. I hear you. Yeah. And, and also the way the season works, like guys are going to get injured. These guys seemingly have stayed incredibly healthy for, for a long time. I, I don't remember these lineup without these guys. No, but I, I like that. I like that. Tony D, Tony X D, Factor. This is the classic like defensive team bringing in an offensive defenseman to make something happen, mm-hmm. right? Um, and if you do catch lightning in a bottle, you can protect him with all the other defensemen. You can mix around. Maybe you put him with Shea. Um, maybe you put him with Orla. It doesn't matter, really. I mean, like, you're going to have a sound defenseman next to him. So, And we've covered some of this, but in other dialogues, right, just like with friends throughout the hockey community, there's some kind of mixed mi- mixed opinions about Brent Burns running the power play. Uh, I, there totally is, which is crazy to it's think. a little right? bit of a shoot first, right? You, you, you're not going to say he silenced the haters uh, in year one with Carolina? He didn't. Brady he, Shea was he, running the power yeah, play. Yeah, he was good five-on-five five scoring, but he wasn't great on the PP. They, they, have, they haven't been Pesci, a great— Pesci did PP1. Uh, Shea did PP1. I wouldn't be surprised if Orlov gets a shot this year. You would think that's crazy, given how many points Brent Burns always puts up. But it's true. Orlov, Orlov also put on a good little cameo at the end of the season after the deadline playing power play, too. Um, yeah. QB in that and playing half wall too. He played like half wall mm-hmm. for the one T. So interesting. Well, uh, you know, I, this Carolina team has uh, has a lot of talent and a lot of hopes. And and uh, as as Ross is now calling him Rob Rob the Bod, uh, we got Rob is is high on this Carolina team. And I you know I think Raleigh's excited. It's it is a, a bit of a college town, but the the Hurricanes have 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 made it a hockey market to the best of their their abilities. And uh, and you got to respect it and. And the Hurricanes look to uh, repeat as the Metro champs coming back into uh, the 23-24 season. Moving on from the Carolina Hurricanes to our next team, the Young Guns in the New Jersey Devils, who uh, who went for 112 points, 52-22 and eight. Uh, the Devils, uh, with uh, with obviously the the breakout breakout final breakout year from Jack Hughes on that uh, on that second line. They they add the young brother of Luke Hughes. It was a second round exit to this powerful Carolina team that we just wrapped up on. But the New Jersey Devils, they're Woodyless boys. How do we feel about the Wood Show moving on? I mean, I think for the for the contract Miles Wood signed, they they should be very happy they did not pay him that. <laughs> Five years. <laughs> by the years, way, we were positive about Miles Wood. We think he can contribute, but 
a healthy scratch getting like a five year, three mil a year deal. Uh, I think it's two mil, two mil a year for I think six years. seven years. <laughs> it's something lot. crazy. It I know it's three, dude. I think it's three. It's it's a big contract. It's more. I than think it's two and change for six years. Yeah. I think it's like two seven five for six years. We will get back to that. Our Colorado pod is coming up later, so um, we'll have the exact stats on Miles <laughs> and his deal. But sorry, Arm Dog, please continue. Yeah. So like, other than that, in the off season, like you obviously re-signed Timo Meyer. Jesper Brad gets a big deal. Yep. Bring in Toffoli, who's a guy. I, he's just had some big games in the playoffs. So I kind of, I, I like his game. It's like, mm-hmm. it's it's well rounded. He kind, it's a weird comparison. Kind of reminds me a little bit of Palat. Maybe a little bit more touch offensive, but like well rounded. Got a shot on him. The defensive core, I think, is a lot. It seems like there were a lot more depth pieces on this decor last year. Um, well, Severson was the big move in the offseason. Yeah. They, uh, they had to get rid of him. Uh, Cap kind of. Was, you know, when you have to sign a, a Timo Meyer and a, uh, a Jesper Bratt into the deals that they received, the, yep. there are cap casualties that came into this young uh, Devils roster, but continue. And Luke Hughes coming up ready to play big minutes like we saw him play in the, in the, in the playoffs, right? So I, I think, yeah, it was – I mean, they gave up picks to get rid of Severson. I think they, they had to – or um, sorry, they – he was an RFA that they again weren't going to financially commit to, right? Correct. So they got picks for him. They were kind of yeah, but but they were forced to get rid of him, right? Like they yeah. they it was a, yes, yes, they didn't have the cap to spend on him. They didn't want to spend the cap on him. Correct. But yeah, uh, Ross, what do you what do you got on this uh, this Devils roster here? Yeah, um, you know, I, I think Army Army hit on it there with with Toffoli and Palat. I just love those two as like middle six veteran, reliable guys. Um, the skill and the explosiveness from Hughes. We're going to see some Dawson Mercer, um, definitely Jesper Bratt. I, I, Timo Meyer is a guy that I'm I'm, I'm generally high on uh, defensively. Right, they've got Dougie, who's one of the most offensively productive players in of his generation playing D. Um, Luke Hughes seems like huge upside, and the idea of Luke Hughes playing with John Marino. Like I can't think about a better model D partner for a young Luke Hughes than John Marino. I'm so high on Marino. I still can't believe Pittsburgh parted ways with him. Um, so I think that's a really strong top four. The the bottom pairing, right, we see, like, the projection here. I don't think they expect Brendan Smith to play 82 games. They've got another guy. Do you guys remember Colin Miller? Yeah. Um, yeah. He bounced around the league. My favorite Colin Miller fact is that at one point in the AHL playing for the Manchester Monarchs, the AHL affiliate of the LA Kings, he won both fastest skater in the AHL and hardest shot in the American Always Hungry League. Um, and so, like, he's a bit of a just wild card kind of guy out there, but he skates well, obviously. He's got an absolute hammer of a shot. He likes the physical play, even though he's not that big. But uh, he's got a little kind of Connor Clifton in him where it's like he can be loud in good and bad. I think Clifton's a lot more consistent, and I think he's financially compensated as as, uh, you might expect. Um, So, you know, that bottom D pairing, it's not ideal. Um, but there's a lot of depth up front. There's a lot of depth down center ice. They've got guys like Noshik and McLeod are good center icemen. Um, Eric Hall of Fame Howla, um, he is he's just a great grinder third liner that has shown he can play up with skill if 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 the you know roster injuries etc call for it. And then they've got Hughes and, and Heischer, you know, as a bang bang one two, and that's going to be an elite combo you know, for a decade. So uh, I think they're, they're strong all around. If there's a weak spot, it's the third pairing on D. Um, and, you know, perhaps some questions in that, 
right? Vanacek wasn't excellent. Um, there were injuries, and Akira Schmid kind of came out of the woodwork. So we'll see how the how, how how it goes between the pipes. But I think that's pretty pretty sound. And yeah, I really like this New Jersey team. They're definitely a cup favorite, and Vegas has them there. No, uh, you're, you're spot on. I, you know, looking at the center core, it is phenomenal. And uh, you know, Eric Hawa, the Hall of Famer, as as we've talked about, I think Ross has told his story on the on the pod. If not, it's definitely a worth find that will make it accessible. Um, but uh, you know, he's someone who's, who's there to live for the big moments. You know, Jack Hughes is 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 truly a superstar. If you don't think Eric Hawa is a Hall of Famer, just ask him. <laughs> um, and you know, Nico Heischer, the the young leader, and and uh, you know, yes. He didn't have the the playoffs that they were probably hoping for out of out of Heischer. It was kind of touch and go at some points. But uh, Timo Meyer now finally starting fresh on a new year with with a new contract in a place that I think he's feeling a little bit more comfortable than uh, you know necessarily the the, the Shark Tank and being San Jose. Uh, so you got to look for for Timo to to find that scoring touch that he's had for that much of a time out in the West Coast and. And it, it is interesting. I didn't, I didn't, uh, you know, it passed by me that Toffoli is a is a devil. I think you bring in that experience, that guy that's won a won a few in in LA and and uh, is a big body that can score. It, it is it is a really talented team. I think you're you're spot on about the biggest question mark really being that goaltending spot. And with that being said, I'm not going to go first because I don't want to take the obvious choice. So. Uh, who wants the X factor first for the? Can I uh, can I say one thing because I thought of this right now yeah. before X factor. I love third liners who you know are going to play the third line pretty much regardless of what happens. Eric Holla is one of these guys. Carolina had a couple of these guys too, like Jesper Faust. I just love – like I, I have a lot of faith in the true third liners <laughs> who do not have potential to play first line. You well, know, they, they are going to play the third line. So, I honestly, I need to push back because no. – like No, I do. I do because no team <laughs> brings Eric Holla in to play first line. Except, 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 you know, two years ago as Bruins. But, 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 <laughs> but, 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 but. He's shown, and he did last year, he played center and Jack Hughes played wing on his line because he could win face-offs, because he can keep up, um, and if other guys are going to carry the scoring, he can be kind of an anchor there. So, I, you know, I, Hala, he is by rule and by pay grade a third-line center. I don't think he fits that got-to-be-on-the-third-line kind, no, of, I, kind I, of role I, arm. I do agree with you on that, but, Ross. I, um, I, I think any every team – as you said, plans for him to be on the third line. Plans for and that's there's right. There's a difference between can play first line and should be. Correct. And, yeah, and but if you're planning for him to be on your third line, your depth is is money. Exactly, but there's there's certain guys who are like that. It's very different from like Lafreniere, you know. Oh. I don't know. I think Lafreniere is pretty much a third liner. We'll, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get is, to the but Rangers, like, but it's different, you know. It's different. Anyway, uh, X Factor, you got to go. Yeah, I'll hit you with my X Factor. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Dawson Mercer here. I think we, I think he's got the biggest breakout potential, and I just, I get excited by guys who can shoot the puck well. I think they're very rare at the NHL level, like a truly differentiating shot, um, something that any team could use. And I think Timo Meyer's going to have a great year. I think Dawson Mercer's got more room to grow. We think Mercer Mercer's got that big time shot. I think he's got. I think he's got the ability to score. I okay. think his puck finds a way into the back of that. Okay. Um, I talked to my Devils guy about kind of you know their thoughts on it and the 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 Mercer upside downside thing. See this Alexander Holtz 
first round pick from a couple years ago. They've been trying to get on the big league team. Um, you know, training camp's just starting, so we'll see who makes the team and who ends up as an Albany River Rat in the Always Hungry. Um, but Alex Holtz is a guy that could cuck uh, Mercer if they don't like what they see. You know, if Lindy Ruff isn't loving what he sees from Mercer, um, you know, Holtz and him are kind of both fighting for the same role in the franchise's future. And I think, you know, one of those two guys is probably going to get an extension probably, you know, this offseason or the following. Um, so to me, those are two guys that are fighting for one spot. If When you talk about next factor, right, on the downside, um, I think Holtz is kind of there breathing down his neck. It's a double X factor. Great. Didn't even know that, but that's fantastic. <laughs> Interesting. I like the picks. I like the picks. I'm going to put the pressure on the, on the young forward, Jesper Bratt, signing the big ticket deal. We know the talent's there. It's another one where, uh, you know, you, you just – got to perform you know once you get the money you see it all the time in professional sports they take that kind of you know it's the true performers they perform year in year out every year the guys that are there to get paid they show up that next year like they just got paid we've seen it in the nfl we're not talking to football today uh but yes for brat you know i think you got to continue and uh and and be that true top four and uh second liner that uh, that will see uh the points total up and and yes for brad i put the pressure on you you know, I, I think from a scoring perspective, I expect 30 and 50 out of Brat, um, especially if Jack Hughes. Do you know Jack Hughes set the franchise record for points in a season with 99? No devil has ever had 100 points, ever. What's Giant's record? Brian Giant never sniffed 100. Yeah, who who would have sniffed 100? Maybe Eliash. Eliash, yeah. Um, going back, right? A Shanahan was a devil. I don't know if he was a big-time scorer back then, but I, you, you want to bet on it? Koval. No, I'm oh, Kovalchuk, Kovalchuk? absolutely. Uh, yeah, when, he only played a few years. When years did Kovalchuk play? No, he was still capable of 100 points back then. Yeah. He just didn't. I mean, it was Kovalchuk. <laughs> yeah, Kovalchuk's the, the right answer. But um, my, my X factor, um, and it, what I was just saying about Brat is, like, I, 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 I'm pretty confident, health permitting, that he's going to be a scorer regular season. It's about playoffs for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but my X factor for their season is, it's, you know, it's a little, I, I think, a little obvious. I'm glad he's still around here and uh, going third is Luke Hughes. You know, is, is Luke Hughes going to continue building and continue showing that he's one of the brightest young D-men prospects in the entire league? Um, you know, he jumped right at, right right out of college into the tail run and into the playoffs there. Had some ups and downs, as you'd expect, but I think he very much looked like he, he, looked like he belonged. Um, you know, this will be a, a season campaign. I love his D-partner. I definitely like the upside. But, you know, now he's going to have – Big time NHL guys, you know, chucking the puck in his corner and trying to make life difficult mm-hmm. over an 82 game schedule. So, can he deal with it? Can he stay healthy? Can he be that guy 82 games? I don't think he needs to be a big offensive performer. They've got Dougie. Um, I mentioned Marino. You know, they've got other, uh, uh, obviously, that forward group is going to produce offense. So, I don't think Luke Hughes really needs to carry the mail here as a 20 year old, 21 year old. Um, but can he continue to be consistent? Can he round out his game? And can he take the next step as a developing uh, young deep? prospect so i'm going luke hughes and i i love the pick and and i think you know you've probably hit the best question mark on this roster and, and if they see that step from luke hughes continuing in his development and his progress especially with a guy like marino next to him uh they have a true top four defensive pairing and I, I, oops sorry go ahead and uh, i think that's the biggest thing they they search for because if if luke hughes does end up you know coming out and he's he is just a ghost out there then I get worried about the depth on this this defensive team. 
in our, our, our termite lineup is definitely going to round out, and that's usually a product of us watching the game, not kind of just projecting. But I do want to throw an early, a preseason, a preseason AP termite All-American candidate, Kevin Ball, this 88. Um, they love the toughness back there. They think in today's NHL where nobody knows how to throw them, um, ball's, ball's like a heavy. Um, so I, I, I'm excited to watch a little bit of ball, and I'm definitely going to be watching a lot of Devils this year. Yeah, agreed. How could you not? I mean, they're exciting and young. Without a doubt, the New Jersey Devils, are they ready to take that next step? Are they ready to get past uh, Carolina? Are they ready to see themselves in a, a conference final or a final? We'll find out here uh, coming up here shortly. But moving on to uh, the team just across the, the highway being the Blue Shirts, the New York Rangers, the New York Rangers. The Hudson. The Hudson, I, well, I know, but it's still it's still a drive away. Uh, but, no, after jumping to an early lead in the series, the New York Rangers, they fluttered, they missed, and they passed, and they, uh, they let the New Jersey young New Jersey Devils climb right back into that first-round series and go right by them with a 4-3 victory after a 47-22-13 and season for 107 points, finishing third in the Metro. Uh, biggest UFA at this point was uh, for the, this Rangers team is, is Kane, and, and obviously uh, that's not a big storyline with, with what's going on because uh, they are confident in what they have, and they signed Blake Wheeler, and they brought in you know Benino to, f- to fill in that fourth line. And, uh, you know, it's an interesting lineup. You know, I think there's no question about it. Artemi Panarin, we all said it. Media, the boys, any Rangers fan, where were you in the playoffs? Absolutely nowhere to be seen. Shaves his head. Looks like he's ready to come in, uh, uh, ready for this this season. I don't. I don't Seriously, know. He, he got rid of the Dracula look. He really, he really he did went, look like Dracula with the long curly hair. He went full bald. It's unreal. Do you I, think that adds or subtracts points in the season total or playoff total? Let's say playoff total. <laughs> uh, How long does it take hair to grow back? It could be back by then. September, October, November, think December. Months. I do think January, it's going to be slower March, for him because he doesn't cut it as much. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Thing. We'll see if he buzzed it all the way down. He's going to let it grow all the way back. That, that's a storyline to keep your eyes on. It yeah, is. if he grows it back and becomes shit, dude, <laughs> and he's just in love with it, he's like, oh. <laughs> but the New York Rangers, uh, you know, it, it's a, uh, it's an interesting roster. It, it definitely has a lot of talent and a lot of guns within it. You know, you always got to love uh, Amika Zabinajad. You know, you, you're always loving him down the down the number one line, and, and you know you're going to get the points from him. Vincent Trocheck in his first year as a blue uh, blue shirt, I think, was uh, was okay for the most part. You know, I think uh, they got what they were expecting out of him. Uh, but, boys, what do you see within this Rangers roster? You know, you saw the Keandre Miller breakout last year. You feel pretty confident in him. Where uh, where are we seeing cracks? Where are we seeing brightnesses in this Rangers roster? Well, we talked about the deep end um, for the defense group on on Carolina. Yeah, I think this is another another intimidating deep end. I, I really love uh, five of their six D man that D man that we're going to see that top pairing Lindgren and Fox again. I've talked about that kind of yin and yang. Um, Lindgren's such a great pair for Fox, and I think we've said enough good things about Adam Fox. He's truly one of the elite D men out there. Uh, Keandre Miller, right? The size, the length, the speed. Um, he's got a little bit of snarl to his game also, and he's just got length and skill and, you know, kind of still taking steps to get, you know, get better and continue to, mm-hmm. to, to get his heights. And then Truba on that line, right? The intimidator, uh, one of the last few open ice hitting, um, 
one of the last few open ice, you know, kind of scares in the league. And uh, the last guy I heard a Ranger fan, they call him, they call him Baby Troop, which is this Braden Schneider. I really liked what I saw out of Braden Schneider last year. Uh, young player, not a ton of NHL experience, but last year was his first kind of chance to be more of a regular. And I liked what I saw there. So, you know, I know Gustafson's kind of slated to be that guy on the bottom pair, but um, you know, not d- paying him much. Don't love, don't love that Gustafson. But again, those top five I think are about as deep as any five. And uh, it's, it's, it's a strong group. And obviously up front, right? I mean, they're stud upon stud upon stud. And they've got the kids, too, that are kind of in that the second, third line. It'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. Um, you know, who's the true third line? Who's the true, who's the true checking line? Who's the true secondary scoring line? Um, I think th- that'll all kind of shake out as the year goes. So uh, it, it'll be interesting. Um, and I think that there's a lot to watch for. It's, it's definitely a talented team. Oh, I, I completely agree. And uh... – and obviously, we didn't even talk about just Sturkin and Nett, but they're bringing back, you know, the youngest, the the youngest best goalie in the league, right? Um, so that's an anchor that that means you're making the playoffs. When you have a guy like that surrounded by a good team, like you're a playoff team, unless something happens to just Sturkin. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, they're definitely a team to watch. I'm, I'm very excited for them. Are we ready for X Factos? Anything else? Oh, that no, we, we got to let the uh, the arm dogs got to have his his in, insight on this this Rangers team. You know, for, for such a loaded team, it's like potentially one of the least interesting teams to talk about. Like they add in Blake Wheeler, who can't skate at this point. I think I would love to race him in a skate. I know I'd lose, but I don't think it'd be as bad as people think. Um, Nick Benino, Benino entering year forty-five in the league, and that's like the, that's their grit. You know, it's like pretty Maple Leaf signings. I don't know, Goudreau, uh, Lafreniere is pretty tough. No, I, uh, Kreider's not soft. Uh, Zbad, Zbad will battle. Yeah. I know, but Trocheck, Trocheck could be a real term. Trocheck. I love a lot of these players. Really, I do. I, they, they still don't have a true checking line. Um, this is what I'm saying about like Lafreniere on your third line. I don't think the third line's going to be good with Lafreniere on it. And I know, I know he's got some physicality, but it's not his game. Heedle, I think, is in for a regression. I think he was – talk about shooting percentage. That guy <laughs> that guy was a shooting percentage god last year. Um, goalies just hated the pucks that came off his stick. I don't know. It's It'll be interesting to see if they re-sign Kane when he comes back. I, I don't see why they would. Hopefully, Capo Caco can show that he's that he's kind of just to stop you right there. I don't love Trocheck, Wheeler, Panarin, and I know you could flip that around. And, but and I, honestly, I, I I wouldn't put a lot of integrity to these like daily faceoff lines at this point because we're going into camp and that's a lot of speculation. I think the odds are Panarin, Kreider, Zbad. I don't think you break that up. No, and that's that would make more sense. It puts and a little I, bit more pressure on on Capo, but. Um, I, I do not like Trocheck, Wheeler, Panarin. But they didn't bring up. Blake Wheeler in to be a third liner. Are no. you sure? Are you sure he's making no. pennies on the dollar? I'm not he sure. He just got bought I'm out. I'm not sure. Um, he's at the te- – what is he, 36 years old? Well, and, I mean, I think he's a third-line player. And as we mentioned, Blake Wheeler, you know, I think that that is uh, – are we ready for X Factors? <laughs> All right, Jack. Yeah, yeah. He's talking about don't have that great transition just to break it up with (laughs) shit. Uh, No, but Blake Blake Wheeler is uh, you know he was your X factor. He is my X factor because he was the scapegoat in in uh, in Winnipeg. And yes, you know I think the legs are are well behind him at this point. But you know with what you said, you know they took him on pennies on the dollar, and and that's I think this is the biggest gamble that the Rangers roster is going to take. Is do they have another good year out of Blake Wheeler? And if you do. You've got someone that that could you know brings a little size, brings a little grit, brings some scoring, and could be a decent power play two guy if you need it. But 
Uh, you know, I think it's 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 interesting to see where Blake Wheeler lines up in this, and then I think you got some question marks on where your second and third line looks like if you if you do switch them around because I you know Pitlick he's not a second liner. I think Jimmy Vesey is not a second liner. I don't think Lafiniere is a second liner, and and yeah, I, I just I, I then I start seeing holes in this depth. So I think Blake Wheeler is the biggest uh, question mark on this roster. To me, I, I think the role they brought Wheeler into play is kind of like uh, kind of like Toffoli Palat. Like, I think they're looking for something like that. If he was for, five years older. For their group. Yeah, yeah. But, like, it's like, a, what is it, a one-year deal? Um, yeah. So, it's, you know, it's it's kind of it's kind of like the James Van Riemsdyk deal in Boston. It's like, we're bringing in a vet. One year, he's one he's very whatever. cheap. He might be able to contribute in the top two lines. He's probably a middle six forward. Um, so... The reason I wouldn't choose him as, as an X-Factor is because I think at this point in Blake Wheeler's career, you know what you're going to get from him. No, that's fair. That's fair. And I just I just did my expectations with these rest of – you know, you know you're going to get goals from Kreider. You know you're going to get production from Zinbinajad. Capo, I guess you could – well, I'm not going to ruin and spoil, but I was already as hard enough on Panarin through his, his poor playoff uh, performance that the question marks have just been given to himself already. But I don't want to steal your X-Factors, boys, so who wants it next? Yeah, I'll go ahead here. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Vinny Trocek. And the reason why is, like, it's kind of an odd one, right? Vinny Trocek, kind of pretty consistent player, brings a lot of good hockey whenever he steps on the ice. You know, I think we all are big Vinny Trocek fans. The reason I put him in this X Factor is this team, like, we look at good teams and see, like, maybe weaker wingers, right? Good centers can change how a team plays entirely. Um, A lot of these teams that play, like, really good hockey just have two pretty much elite centers you know we look at the devils with like hersher and uh jack hughes they have two really good centers and i think it makes everyone else like all of a sudden we're talking about different wingers being able to come in trocek is kind of he's he's a two but is he a really good two and i think he might be but i i i think if he has a big year this rangers team's a lot better and it may not look that different because I think a lot of people respect Vinny Trocek, you know, and there's a good reason for that, and he's had a great career. He could have the same season, wouldn't be a disappointment, but if he's just that slight bit better, I think it could change the, pers- the perspective of this team. And then if they load up that top line with Panarin, Kreider, and Zibanejad, if Trocek's playing well, that means there's wingers playing well with him. Um, so I think he's not somebody that needs to take a step, but if he does, I think he just impacts a lot. I, I think that's I think it's a good pick. Um, you know, you, you look at the team and like I, I, it, the big to me, the big kind of wild cards on this team is yeah, it's the Kako Lafreniere. They were two top picks that have not produced scoring in the NHL. Lafreniere, number one, Kako, number two. I don't think Kako is going to cut it in New York because they're he's he's behind too many guys to get the big minutes that he's going to need to break through. I think he needs to be traded to a worse team where he can get more ice time and more crunch times. I don't think he's capable of earning it um, on this New York roster. So that's why he's kind of off my list. Lafreniere with me. I like the player. I think he's going to play a long, long career. I just don't. I, I, I've my mind's pretty fixed in what he is right now, which sounds crazy, but you know he came into the league ready to play a man child. So I, I think he is what he is. I think he's a very good third line winger. Um, so to me, it, it's Heedle. And you said he was the the you know shooting percentage, um, you know shooting percentage Jesus last year. And I know that that usually means guys are going to take a step back, but the secondary scoring that Heedle's line needs to produce, to me, that's more natural for Heedle. He just signed a contract extension, making about four and a half for this year and the next, I think, two or three. 
Um, so, you know, he's now got a little bit of expectations. That's not quite second line center money, but that's actually, I guess that's third line center money. But, you know, I, I do think that he's got the upside. And I think that this is the, like the team's identity fits best when Trocek centering that true checking line and, um, and 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 Heedle is contributing the secondary scoring. So, however the wingers work out, I, I think Heedle having the upside to be the the, the second leading uh, second leading scorer as a centerman behind obviously Zbad. Um, I think that's a big that's a big thing for these guys if they can score goals. I, I love that pick, and I know I am on the the Heedle regression on shooting percentage because probably will happen. But that doesn't mean he can't progress mm-hmm. as a player elsewhere. You know, it doesn't mean he can't score more goals than last year. He just might be getting better looks. You know, so uh, I love the pick, and he's he's got he's still young, man. He he could be something good. So mm-hmm. too much agreement everywhere, boys. We're not even really getting into it. This is. This <laughs> I, I mean, I kind of want to hate it's on. It's a little Heedle, too patty like, cake. I do like it. <laughs> uh, the New York Rangers finished third in the Metro this year. We'll see what they've got in store for us uh, coming up this season, but. New York faithful, you can be excited. Are you going to get over the uh, the Devils hump that that seemingly got him last year? We'll find out. We'll find out. I don't love their odds because I love what New Jersey's done. But moving to the uh, the final team in the state of, of New York, and that would be the New York Islanders. After finishing 42-31-9 and nine for 93 points, they snuck, snuck into the playoffs only to be kind of trounced by uh, Carolina in a 4-1 uh, whooping. They did show up for one game. Uh, the big story of last year for this team, Bo Horvat, got him at the free, or got him at the deadline, brought him in from Vancouver, signed him to uh, an extension. He is a Islander. Solved. Does this team get more exciting from there? Crickets. Who wants to take it away on the New York Islanders? I don't think exciting in the New York Islanders really belong in the same sentence. That's crickets. Haven't for a while. Um, you know. They've got a great goaltender um, in Sorokin, right? He's probably he's in that he's going to be in the preseason preseason Vezina favorite conversation. Um, Their forward group, it's sort of there's a line of good scoring, and then there's a lot of checking. Um, And what what I was big on last year was I really liked the chemistry of Engvall, Nelson, Palmieri. Um, that being a, a line that really kind of exploited matchups and I thought had great puck possession and, and, and really helped as they weren't getting the top scoring out of the Horvat-Barzal line up, up top. Um, so, you know, to me, I, I kind of look at the forward group and you need a lot out of Horvat offensively. You need Barzal to be what Barzal should be. Um, and that is an 80-point guy. You need Horvat to sniff 40 goals and be great in the faceoff yep. dot. Um, and then you need that identity line to keep being that identity line. I don't know how they do it year after year after year. I mean, Martin's getting up there. Clutterbuck's like 36. <laughs> the termite lo- of the termitists. We lo- <laughs> the termite. The termitiest termite. Um, you know, right up there with Miles. I mean, Cal is just an absolute. I mean, he beauty. should have. He should have a T on he's his jersey. You know, Dion's Dion's wearing getting the his players team. wearing the leader and the dog, the L and the D. Yep. I think. I think. I think that there should be a T on Clutterbuck's jersey. Um, but you know that identity line. You know what you're going to get out of them, and it's not going to be more than you know 65 combined points. Um, so like you know, just 350 penalty minutes. Just, I don't know about that. He's not a big penalty minute guy. Actually, interesting Cal Clutterbuck fact. 
No, but such a clean player. Such a clean player. I know, but Clutterbuck's such a clean player, such a just sound, sound player. Doesn't take a lot of pims. Um, and on defense, right, I think they're, they're really solid. I think all three pairings kind of all read like a second pairing. And I think there's something to be said for that depth. The Pulak, Pelik, I always forget which one's which. I mean, they, they look so hard. It's, it's, it's such it's not helpful. No, it's so Islanders that the top pairing projected is Pulak and Pelik. You just can't tell the difference between oh my any God. of these guys. It's a play-by-play man's nightmare. <laughs> um, but, you know, the other Sebastian Ajo and obviously Noah Dobson, like, um, you know, like with Mayfield being really st- – like it's it, it's pretty solid. And yep. they've got good depth. They just – they don't have high-scoring upside when you look at the whole D group and you look at the whole O group. Um, so I think they're going to have to win a lot of one-goal games. And I think that's part of the reason why they've been up and down the past two years, right? Last year, they kind of finished where we thought they'd finish in one of those wild-card spots. Year prior, they got screwed with some COVID stuff. They got screwed with some schedule stuff and redoing the rink. And um, by the time they got back, it was too little too late. So I think it's more of the same from the Islanders. I think they're going to, you know, they'll give their fans things to watch all year. They'll give them a hockey season. But I don't know if they're a playoff team. Well, and going i mean we've gone over the atlantic and i think we were talking and we were pretty pretty uh, tied up under the fact that four or five teams might be representing the eastern conference from that division if that is the case this islander team is not anywhere near it and you know i think it, it is uh it's more of your old style fashion type of hockey team you know yes they're going to make you feel it for three periods and you're going to feel it after the game but uh you know, it, their story has always been, all right, we're going to win the 2-1 games, the one nothing games, the the 3-2 games. It's it's the low scoring, and they they capitalize on, on bad puck luck, but you're, you're spot on. The scoring is uh, is not there, and, and, you know, I yes, you brought in Bo Horvat from Vancouver. You know, it was not probably the acquisition that results that they wanted coming into it re- immediately. Um, I think, they're you know, it, it is a waiting game, obviously, with them signing – the extension, but uh, no, I, this this Islanders team, besides kind of the net front presence or the net front, the goalie, sorry, the goalie in Sorokin, I uh, I'm not very high on this Islanders team. I, I get that, and I don't disagree with you guys are saying, but this was a playoff team last year, and I, I think there's a lot to be said about having a great goalie who plays a lot of games, having sound defense, and not having to score that much. You know, they they are the only team with this forward group that we talk about um, that could contend for something. You know. That has meaningful hockey in their future, and, and they really do. I don't think Bo Horvat's going to have a good year. That's going to make him worth his contract. I think they just traded at an all-time high um, and signed him at an all-time high. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think this team's going to be in the playoff hunt. I think it's really hard to. They have a sound roster. It's not great. It's not flashy, but it's a sound roster from top to bottom, and they have a great goalie. I think that's just a recipe to contend and for a playoff spot. Every only year. real subtraction from this team is is losing the uh, inability and in. in uh unworkable Josh Bailey and you know I think he's a buyout and, and sitting on the free agent market at this point but other than that there's really no serious uh, additions for this this Islanders team and they've signed lose signed everybody to like seven-year deals at yep. like low money yep. so I don't really get it but it's and that's where like the ticking time clock with Lou and, and Islander Islander hockey it's yeah I get a Belichick I get a Belichick uh, vibe vibe, totally vibe, Belichick. vibe yeah. with lose with lose roster management it's like the least sexy team it takes a lot for them to win they're mm-hmm. not getting a lot of cheap goals up and down that lineup um, it's it's like it's finding ways to win the hard way, which is mm-hmm. again not to cross sports, but that's 
how Belichick does things, which sucks and blows. But anyway, since you're talking, uh, since you're talking already, why don't you lead us off on our with factors with our uh, X factor. So the trouble with this Islanders team when we talk X factors is I don't think there are many. Like it's it's they are what they are what they are, and the question has to do with the rest of the conference and whether there's room for them at 88 to 93 points to sneak into one of those wild card spots. Like I, to me, the big factor for them is what do the young teams in the Atlantic Division do? Right? Like like do the Sens, the Wings, and the Sabers all take the next step or not? Like that that's a big thing for them. But if I'm gonna look at the roster and choose one. I mean, I'll say it's Oliver Wallstrom, uh, just j- just just to throw it out there. But you know, Oliver Wallstrom. I don't know if you guys know this. He like grew up playing hockey in Maine and was in like this like Nesson shootout thing that they used to always show at intermissions of Bruins games as like an eight year old. And he used to do like the lacrosse goal coming in on a breakaway and like spin a Rooney's at a ridiculous age. Ended up going to BC's high first round pick, national development team. He's got all the skill in the world, but. He's pretty much sucked at the NHL level, and I don't see him really breaking through. I think his playing, like like his player comp, if he can reach his potential, is like maybe a little bit like a Willie Nylander. Um, and I think he's, I think he's either going to be that good or not make it. And I think the odds are about ten percent or less. He's that good, and ninety percent or more, he's, he just can't make it. I don't think he'll ever fit a checking role on a good team. Okay. It's a fair point. I, I actually I just had to look him up because I thought he was taller than six two. And and I'm not saying any, I mean I'm you know I'm, I am far from a heightist over here on my right. Uh, but uh, you know Wallstrom, he's in a win win situation at least. You know when you're playing with Barzell and Horvat, you know you see. I think Anders Lee is going to play on that line. That will probably end up being what happens. I think then he's just a ghost once you put him on uh, Nelson and Palmieri or with Fashing. Or I think more likely with Fashing and Peugeot where those two right. grind it out and maybe he scores cheap goals with a great spots. shot from yeah. bad angles, yeah. you know. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Uh, Alex, I'll let you go. Sweet. I'm glad because I only have one guy on my list. Um, <laughs> Noah Dobson. Noah Dobson, when I watch him, he shows flashes of, of a number one scoring defenseman, right? Um, defensively, I mean, it's hard not to look sound, like this whole team is pretty sound defensively, so I, it's hard to get a full read on him um, in terms of what he really is defensively. But offensively, he can move the puck while he skates, while he's big. He's got a shot. I just think if he takes the next step, there could be some scoring there. There could be maybe a power play that's a little bit more productive this year. I think he has the ability to like really facilitate a slight uptick in the offense. Um, so he, he's, he's my guy, you know. Like you said, Ross, it's it's tough to find an X factor of a team that is pretty freaking stable. Because like they're not gonna blow, but like they're not gonna win the division. And I can't even look to goal. I don't even like goalies an X factor because of course it's an X factor. It's the NHL, but it, Sorokin's not an X factor. He's pretty, you know what you're gonna get. Yeah, yeah, they're all they're all pretty stable. They've all been doing this for years on this team. I don't know. So, but I, I do think Noah Dobson's potentially got a jump in him, and I think he's he's the type of defenseman where, especially surrounded by sound defensive players around him could, could really have an offensive miniature explosion. Let's All right, say. Jackie boy, you what's gave, your X factor? You gave me the easy one, and it's just it's got to be Bo, Bo Horvat. You know, you know, yeah. Barzell's been there yeah. long enough, and you know what Barzell brings. Um, Horvat and the change of scenery, he wanted out of Vancouver. He wanted the fresh lights. He's in the fresh sort of lights of, of Long Island and being uh, New York with the Islanders. Uh he is going to have to have a hell of a year for this Islanders team to, to sneak in because I, I think this, you know, they had nine overtime losses last year. I expect that to almost double, to be completely honest. I think, you know, this team, like you said, it they're not going to lose big, 
but I think they're going to lose that 3-2 in overtime or that 3-2 with 30 seconds left or the 1-2 or 2-1 with uh with time expiring. I just I, I see that, that it's just not going to happen. I they're a tough tough son of a bitch, but Bo Horvat, where are you going to be this year? Are you going to come in, be a factor, and you need to light the lamp for this Islanders team and, and hopefully sell some tickets because that's what I think ownership's hoping for at this point. I don't, th- I don't think ticket sales have really been an issue. I think that as long as they're competitive, they'll do fine there. But I get your point. And, uh, hey, I think Horvat's, Horvat's a good pick. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to do it, by the way. I'm not a Bo Horvat believer. Yeah, so I really like Horvat. I just think he's a little bit – he's cast in the wrong role as, like, a true one center. Yeah. Um, I think he's an elite two center. And Agreed. You know, he's, what is he making, eight and a half? That's so a in lot. today's world, that's number one ish. Low end one. Low end one, low right? End one. And I think he's Not really a high two, end though. two. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. I like that. Yeah, Horvat's a good pick. A good pick. And also, yeah. I think I think Wallstrom's pretty irrelevant. I, I should have picked Horvat. <laughs> Thank you. I'll take uh, your loss as my win. Moving on to the uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, they missed the playoffs uh, not not very often in in Sidney uh, Crosby's uh, career that he's golfing uh, come uh, come playoff time. But after a 40, 31, and eleven record for ninety one points, a new GM Kyle Dubas out of the uh, the the spotlight of Toronto. Oh, I'm going to take a year off. I'm going to take some time. No, I'm going to sign with with Pittsburgh and I'm going to bring in Eric Carlson because that's the big move of what this Pittsburgh team did. Um, you know, it is, uh, there is no question about it. You know what you're getting with EK. You know, it is the most offensive, talented defenseman probably the last decade. Uh, and the points are going to be there. You know, the assist numbers are going to be there. You're going to score on the power play. You love the addition. It helps. It helps. It helps. It takes a little pressure off of the, the aging Chris Letang. The Penguins, they do lose out on uh, Jake Getzel. He, he will start the year on the shelf after, uh, I think, an uh, offseason surgery. But it is For always – I don't know that. So I actually did look up the Gensel injury, and he's not going to start the year, but they're, like it's really optimistic. It looks like he's not going to miss more than a few games. So he should be playing 70 games this year. Um, I, I think they're expecting him to be back in like the second or third week of the season. So um, that's really good news for Pittsburgh. Obviously, yeah. oh, he's an yeah. impact player. So I know the lines don't reflect that from what we're looking at, but we can pretty much assume chalk Gensel in up there next to Crosby. So last year. We talked, and I know I came after Getzel, but I called this team a non-playoff team. You three looked at me like I was fucking crazy. This is the victory lap I'm going to take. Who's the fourth guy in the room? Oh, well, the three of us, sorry. The two of you guys looked at me like I was crazy. Thank you, keeping me honest. Uh, but, uh, no, I, I'm going to take my little victory lap. I, you know, I okay. didn't love this roster. And Can I, I think, say one thing though? Your reasoning was that you didn't like Brian Russ and Jake Gensel. So I know, no, no, no. And that's it's the first, a pretty first lame thing I said. Victory first thing I said was and we I, just I, absolutely I was dog. We absolutely dogpiled on you for that one. And, that yeah, was no, and I, I took my heat for it. But no, the fact I don't is, feel is, bad about losing the, the Penguins. They, the Penguins didn't make it. But uh, you know, with Crosby, the time is starting to click, especially with Malkin and Crosby. You know, that's a lot of mileage on those two legs. What has Pittsburgh done? What are they ready to do? In a very competitive Metro Conference, you know the new division. real fa- sorry division, but go no, ahead. But like the new real faces, right? It's obviously headliner Eric Carlson. That's the biggest, probably the biggest name to move this offseason. Yeah, um, definitely the biggest contract. Um, and they bring in Nola Chari, who I think you know what you're going to get. Uh, it's a reliable, gritty guy. They bring in Lars Eller mm-hmm. um, to help out in that bottom six, TBD on roll, and how his legs are doing. Um, and you know, the rest of it is, is pretty, it's pretty, as the kids might say, mid, right. Um, I guess R- Ryan Graves was, it was an important acquisition. About Riley Smith too. R- oh, you're right. And Riley Smith. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sorry for ignoring Riley Smith. That's a top, that's a top six player. 
player yep. um, up front. So actually, it's some decent turnover here. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know Ryan Graves, a very sturdy defenseman, good skater. Um, you know he he'll he'll be he'll be like the steady Eddie. So Latang can freelance mm-hmm. the same way Patterson will be steady Eddie. So Carlson can freelance on the kind of the top yep. two lines. I think those top two D pairings are very Solid. similar, right? They're very similar. Where you have superstar offensive, like could you know would could could and would be probably number one on any team paired with steady eddie uh, partners to kind of help them go crazy um and then you have riley smith who will fit in somewhere something tells me riley smith will have a really good like he'll play very well with a crosby or a malkin depending on where he slates in um i do think that eventually it'll be it'll be more it'll be that crosby rust gensel line i do think that that's where they're going to settle i I think that leaves kind of malkin riley smith and raquel as the as the second line um so you know they need some young players to step up in the bottom six and um, obviously, the, you know they've got Tristan Jerry, and they actually brought in Nedeljkovic. Yep. Um, so I think that that's going to be a goalie competition where it's really going to be that one one A, which they hope will be more solid. Jerry's coming off of some ups and downs, and definitely a, a tough injury background there. So um, you know, there's a lot of new things in Pittsburgh, and when you miss the playoffs, I guess you want new things. Yep. I just don't know how much better they are. Um, they're definitely front loaded and old, um, so it's like. If they're gonna win another cup, it's got to be this year or next, right? Yo, that's that is that is the logic behind what what happened here. And you know, I think with when you have two guys like Crosby and Malkin, you have the money. You know, Crosby has been team friendly throughout his career. Um, I think Malkin has been as well. But no, it, it is one of those cores that it, it maybe potentially looking at like Boston last year. You know, you had kind of the expiring, you know, Bergeron. You know, I, I don't really want to call Krejci part of that main main core because he came back for the one year. And I he is, but he is. That's fair. Uh, so it's it's what can they do with what is aging around him and what they're tied up to. And I think that's where Dubis is leaving his mark. I think Riley Smith is a great acquisition. I think he he fits as a Pittsburgh Penguin and was such a great. Vegas night for uh, for the time that he was. So I, I do love that addition. I think that's a guy that is gritty. He's going to bring a good top six uh, p- uh, part to his game and and will fit in next to potentially Crosby and, and Gensel or if, if it's Rust and, and he fits next to, to Mulkin on the second line. Either way, it's a win-win. Uh, you brought up the dis- – well, you brought up – Jari and you know I think it was Casey DeSmith was his uh, the kind of one uh, one one last year and and they they shipped him off brought in Novelko no, I can't even say it Ned 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 Ned, Ned. Um, I truly think this is uh, Jari's net to lose I, I don't think uh, at this but point Delkovich was a bum last year and that's that's why we he got was our in red the minors wing. half the year yeah no I, I just I don't think that's uh, that's <laughs> a net to be lost but Alex what do you got on this Pittsburgh Penguins team Whoops. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I know they brought him in, and like, if you're in the minors for Detroit, yeah, I mean, they were just throwing goalies in, guys who hadn't played in the league for a while over him just to see what was going on. Um, yeah, but that's that's I, I do think a good goalie would make me think a lot different about this team. I love the top six forwards, and I love the top four defensemen. Um, I, I I think the collection of wingers around Malkin and Crosby are fantastic right now, and I think that's a really good start. Anytime you can start with two what I think could be pretty elite lines, you know, just like top tier, pretty much almost ones for for a lot of teams, if not ones for a lot of teams. Um, so I like that. Lars Eller is a guy who I, I, I just trust in that third line center role. Another guy who's a third liner, and I, I, I've seen it a lot. Yeah, he's getting older, but I think we've been seeing a lot of grinders have long careers lately, you know, that just continue to produce. A lot of players play well. Jeff Carter, I think, does still have some juice. 
in the legs, surprisingly. It's kind of funny. I was thinking about it. I'm like looking at this roster and like Malkin, Jeff Carter, Crosby, Latang, Carlson. If you told me that was one team like 10 years ago, yeah, I'd be like, whoa. I know. Uh, <laughs> I know. But I also I also love Eric Carlson here. I think you know I I think everyone who who knows the sport well and understands how salary caps work and understand contracts know that this is going to blow up at one point. Mm-hmm. It just is. But at the same time, the idea of seeing all these guys out there together, they may be old, they still got it though. And they might not be prime, but there's just a lot of juice on this team. Love Ryan Graves. I think he's a good stable addition there. It, it looks like all their additions other than other than Carlson are pretty stable, you know. You kind of know what you're going to get addition. So, I don't know. I think this team's good. I I would take them probably, like, you know, ahead of the Islanders. I don't want to get too much into picks, but, like, there's upside in this team. You know, there's actual excitement on this team. So, a team I'm definitely going to enjoy watching. You know, we only have so many years of Crosby and Malkin being this good left. Time's so. clicking. And I don't like them. Don't get me wrong. Like, I like them as people, but I'm a Wings fan, so. Time for the factors, boys. Time for the factors. Time for the factors. I went last last time, so I'm, uh, I'm going to go first. And uh, I'm putting it on Riley Smith. And uh, I think Smith's got the chance to, you know, play next to Crosby. Put him in a, next to Crosby, that's a uh, hell of a combo. Uh, coming into a, coming off of a, a Stanley Cup runner and a winner last year with, with Vegas. Comes in, and I think, you know, all these guys have a pretty big sense of what the time is. And I've been saying it a lot with the Penguins, is time is ticking. And, you know, Smith just signed there. He's there for a few years. How many more years of Crosby do you have left? How many more years of Malkin? You know what you're going to get out of those two. There's no reason for them to be the X-Factors anymore, in my opinion, uh, because you just know what you're getting. And so it, it's it's going to be interesting. You know, yes, Gensel coming back will be big. You know, that could be where Smith falls to the second line. I, I just I think Riley Smith is primed for one of the best positions in the, the NHL this season. I, so I disagree with that for the same logic. I disagreed with – I forget who the last guy was because it's, it's just like I, I think he's so steady. You know what you're getting. You know right. what you're going to get. You, I, I don't you, think I he's going to be bad. I don't think he's going to be great. So I think he's going to give you 55 to 65 points um, in good sound. He's going to kill – he's going to be on both power – or uh, sorry, both special teams um, and play a lot of important minutes as a, as a reliable veteran. So that, that's why he's not on my X-Factor list. But uh, other than being just every, a – Every pick am I going to I love battling. I, I mean, we're not getting enough battle today. What you're, do you got you're on? You're throwing who are the factors, Army? I'm going Ryan Graves, and honestly, kind of a similar type vibe to what you're saying. You know, pretty steady game. The reason it's his role, I think, when you have two of these, uh, I mean, Latang's been pretty well rounded, but he's a little older. He just can't be as good defensively. And then obviously, we know Eric Carlson, a bit of a liability. But I think Ryan Graves can be asked to eat some minutes, and if he can, that's that's important. You know, he won't be asked to do a lot of scoring. He won't be playing power play, but he will be out there on the penalty kill. If he can eat minutes and be solid, I, I think that's what a team with this much top-tier talent needs. So he's going to be my X Factor. I think this is probably the biggest role he's going to be in as an NHLer, and it's coming with like all these all-time greats around you. I mean, regardless of who he plays with. Is he playing with Dougie last year? He's playing with Dougie, but we're talking about Latang. No, he's I know. I just, I'm just Latang curious. I'm just curious. Pretty much his whole time out there. And then you got Malkin and Crosby. Right also, the math team. nerds will probably tell you Dougie's a Hall of Famer. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Okay. I don't All think, right. I don't think they will. Um, you know, my honorable mention X factor is a guy that's not even on this list is uh, Ty Smith. 
who was once thought to be like like maybe the New future Jersey maybe the future of New Jersey's uh, back end, yeah. and he just completely fell off as a prospect. So yep. they kind of found him for pennies on the dollar. He'll be kind of fighting to scrap into the lineup and probably not an everyday player. But just because um, you say that, one of those high potential guys that you go after on your NHL franchise builds. Totally, totally. He's a big potential. He's an armchair warrior. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, uh, be a GM mode guy. Yeah. And then you know, the, <laughs> I'm, I'm total. This is a total cop out answer, right? But like like the reason like. Latang, I can't choose Latang is because it's all about health with Latang. That's, that's where I was. And on, he's yeah. he's had the strokes. Like we know he's got that kind of condition where he deals with things. And you know he had a stroke and he was back in the lineup three weeks later. Had another stroke and he was out for three four months. Like so, um, that's a like this team's dead in the waters without him and Latang. Uh, sorry, without him and uh, and Carlson. So you know. Again, after doing a loop de loop, I'm saying Tristan Jerry is the X factor for the team. They get great goaltending, um, not good, but great goaltending. And this could be like an all of a sudden scary team come yep. springtime. Um, I think anything shy of Jerry being great, not good, and they are kind of a ho hum, um, you know, stuck in no man's land franchise that is going to be either a few points in or a few points out right at the uh, playoffs. I agree with you, and I, you know, Army brought it up in our our little uh, breakdown of the roster, and you know, I think that's the biggest question mark since you know they they moved on from uh, for Flurry into Murray, and then you know, obviously they won with Murray, and then you know he kind of flamed out, and that's been the biggest question mark with Pittsburgh is what what are they expecting between the pipes, and that's been the question mark seemingly for the last few years, and I I, I think you're right about that X factor. And I'm not going to go in and, and try and uh, argue why it's not, like Ross over here. But No, it's a bunk X-Factor. Every <laughs> team's goalie is their X-Factor, like with the exception of like three teams. Bunk. It is a bunk X-Factor. I bunk. mean, you're not wrong, but like. Well, the Pittsburgh Penguins, Sid the Kid. You know, the eat. one thing I will say about this organization, and, and uh, it's it's minor, but they have all the players hand out uh, a majority of their season ticket hold uh, tickets. That was cool. It's I saw pretty it, cool yeah. vibe when you have the whole family on the deck. And of you course, Ross Sid, hates that. Sid, yeah. the crid, Sid the kids walking up on your front steps. That's pretty cool. I saw like, that video, too. I agree. It was th- sweet. That's the kind of last-ditch fan appreciation move a John Henry-owned uh, ownership group yeah, would, go to, would, go, would, would, would go to uh, for like the cheap social media. This has been like, a move bunk, of theirs so. for years. Yeah. Years. Whatever. It's like 20 years. years. Whatever. Uh, fucking negative Nancy over here this on the, the left. Grinch, man. He really is. He really is. Maybe Something Christmas time we're, we're dressing you up in, in all green. I I'm like the that. no fun guy. You are the no no fun zone on, on Rusty. Uh, moving on to uh, the sixth place team in this Metro division, the Washington Capitals, another star that, that seemingly missed the playoffs in Alexander Ovechkin after a 35-37-10 season for 80 points. There were they were sellers at the deadline, and that's something you haven't seen out of out of the Washington Capitals in a in a long time. And uh, you kind of see uh, reality starting to hit with this team, and as what we've start to see potentially with Pittsburgh in a few years, you're starting to see with the Backstrom aging with the Ovechkin. You know, you're you're always going to get Ovechkin numbers. You're always going to get the, the goals, uh, but Kuznetsov he's getting up there in age. <coughs> T.J. Oshie he's had his mileage. It's <coughs> it's in. Uh, it's a roster that uh, um, I, I don't know. I, I see this as potentially a year that they take a step backwards. But boys, what do we got on the Washington Capitals? You know, I, I see why you're saying step backwards. This bottom six is looking not too good. And Sonny Milano on a second line, love him. But uh, big Sonny Milano lover. Yeah, no, we're big Sonny Milano guys. But that's not great. Um, this is a Sonny Milano pod. It totally is, dude. 
You gotta love Sunny. Last Sunny's... year was the Woody. Dude. This year it's Sunny. No, no, no. Sunny no. was like the cool <laughs> version. Life. The cool version of uh, what's his face, um, Zegris. Uh, like the not flow. The... He was cool though. Yeah. Not um, really. It wasn't. It was cabbage, dude. It was cool. Nar- That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Jesus. But uh, yeah, this team is the top line's back. Tom Wilson gets paid. <laughs> um, Top line's back. It is. Ovi Coos and Wilson. It's the class. It's this vintage. Book them. Aren't you excited to see them go up with Crosby, Malk, and Latang? I'm yeah. already planning my year around trying to meet up for their Stanley Cup celebration. Well, this is the thing, dude. Ovi wins a lot of games by himself. And I know people are going to argue with that, but I agree with it. <laughs> so, uh, so, also, the official goal count is 72. 72 more goals for Ovi to uh, to, to reach really to reach Gratz. Yeah. Holy shit. Which, which is like actually – do it's single season doable. It's but totally single season That would be a career doable. high, but I don't see anything in him that says he can't. Um, but it, it'll probably take next – next year will probably be the big year when we're looking at it. But, yeah, 72 is the number. Dude, imagine he gets off to a heater to start the year. That would be a great storyline. Ovi hunting 72. That would be electric. Russian machine don't break, too. He's, he, play, he, play, he plays 80 games every year, right? Yeah. So Except like, for la- last year, he had all those. He, had, he, he missed did, some games, missed and, time. you know. He still had to play but, 70. All right, yeah, moving on to the actual roster of this team. You know, we know what the, the first line of Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, and, and, and Tommy Dunn will, uh, will look like. But, uh, you know, then you, you know, yes, you've got the Oshi Milano Backstrom. I think that will change. Uh, looking at the bottom six. Looking at the bottom six, and I, I'm, I'm Strom. Strom got paid. Strom did get paid, and he actually had a good year for. He had a good last two we years. We like the contract, and uh, and no, Dylan Strom earned it. Insurance um, policy if Backstrom never plays a full season again. Exactly. Oh, it, it, completely, completely the role. I completely agree with that. Um, Which unfortunately, right? We want everybody to be healthy, but unfortunately, it's. It's scary. It's pretty scary with Backstrom right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he missed I, the whole year last year. I don't know. I don't know if he played this like if he was over, but he didn't play twenty games, right, and yeah. he had like he had like a he had like a very nerdy science experiment done on his like back injury, and it's just like or hip or like he shaved he's bone right. stuff off of something. Like he did like a he was the subject of like a like a, a very intense like science experiment to see if he could keep playing, and I, like I, I know that he wants to. The question is like what what's the toll on what's his body? body saying, and I don't right? think there's anything that will tell him that other than just playing in the NHL every night or every other night. Maybe he'll be on one of those like end of Cam Neely's career schedules where he doesn't play back to backs. Um and they have to sit him and he has to rehab and he has to really gut it out. And um, you know, that might be what he deals with. Or maybe he'll give it a go. Everything will be good. He'll play eighty. Or maybe he'll battle for the first month or two and be like, guys, I can't do this and retire mid season. So he's all over the place. Um and I guess that's a cheap X factor you know, bleed, but like, just like, 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 look, look, it's like him and Kuznetsov, right? That, uh, that could be an elite one, two center, but we don't know if Backstrom's going to play 30 games. Uh, Kuznetsov, we don't know if he's going to play hard for 30 games. Right. Um, so it's like, it's not an issue of ability. It's an issue about availability and commitment. Um, I think Strom's pretty consistent and like, that's a great one, two, three, but when Strom becomes the one and Kuznetsov's dogging it <laughs> and like you're dealing with discipline with Kuznetsov and Backstrom's thinking about like that could just things could get off the rails really quick for these guys. Mm-hmm. I think it'll take a real miracle for them to be into the lofts. Um, I don't think there's too, too much to talk about here, but I am ready for, Oh, I do want to give a quick shout out to NAK and TVR. Uh, just, just the the, the Jack Siff ball busting memorial uh, M eight M A F uh, Mark Andre Fleury joke. 
so bad joke. Nobody laughed. And my X factor is Nick Jensen. What about you guys? I like that pick, but you just hated on Sif for the steady. We know what Nick Jensen's bringing. Why is he your X factor? He's so, everything so, you hate about X. So last year with Carlson out, <laughs> so last year with Carlson out, he showed a lot of upside offensively. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> hey, I mean, it's not a great one, but like he played PP one. Yeah, yeah. So like he 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 got those minutes, but he he played well in those minutes. Yeah. Um, he was a big guy in their like three on three teams, right? Like without without John Carlson, like he had to step up. I thought he did a respectable job doing that. Um, despite being on a you know eighty point team um, that were big sellers the deadline, so I don't know. I mean, fuck it. I'm shooting from I the like hip. It. Nick Jensen. I also think Nick Jensen. If this team's not in the playoff hunt, I think he's going to be sought after at the deadline. Depending on, I mean, they, I know they just paid a lot of guys to win kind of soon, so it dep- <laughs> like I don't know. Um, Oshi, Oshi. Like, are they selling? It does, their offseason move doesn't seem like they want to sell. How great of an Oshi? How how good would Oshi be at the deadline? Oshi would be great, but I also think Oshi and Tom Wilson on the same he's, roster. He's a, he's a non-movement uh, guy. Yep, he'd have to opt into it. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I think he wants a cup. I know he's got a young family, but, like, I, I could see Oshi. He's I could, got one. But, yeah, he's got one. But, like, Barbashev, you saw what Barbashev did last year? I think Oshi can do that if he's feeling it at the end of the year. Um, so, you know, it, you're right, Arm. I think it'll be an interesting deadline um, yet again for, for these caps. But, hey, I just shot mine. Who you guys got? So I just want to say I, I don't think this guy's an X-Factor because I've read like four articles about him being an X-Factor. Rasmus Sandin. been seeing so much about him breaking out. I'm like, does he really deserve this amount of attention? I don't think so. Um, He's another dubious darling child. I, he was just dumped out of Toronto, though. Like, yeah. I, I really don't, yeah. I don't think so. And then right. special honorary shout-out. I'm sorry. I'm doing three X-Factors for the <laughs> Caps. Uh, Ryan Leonard. My draft darling. Ah, do we does think he's he going to make the team? Year? Don't know. Got it. Uh, but if he does, he'll be fun to watch. So that'll that'll be interesting. If he's not with Ovechkin, I don't know. If well, it was a shame. Oh, because, no, he could play with Strom. Philly stole Matvey Michkov. Right. When they should have taken Ryan Leonard, who's the most Philly player. And then it, it was yeah. just like the wrong way. No, I hear I'm going I'm to go with Tom Wilson. I, I, I think he's got to produce. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's not Sandine. It's Tom Wilson. No, I think Sandine is the most overhyped breakout candidate. Got it. He's done for it. nothing. Got it. Got it. Actually, it was a first-round pick, I'm pretty sure. So how many points for Tom Wilson this year, X-Facto? I think he needs 60. Five. <laughs> Five. I like it. I like it. So to be X, to have the X, you know? Yeah. Yeah, 28, to, to 28, 28 goals, 38 apples. Yeah, I mean, they just paid him to score at least that, you know, so. All right, you're not going to like mine because I'm calling the bottom six, and it's a group pairing. Uh, I think that's the only way this team survives um, because, you know, you know what you're going to get with the first line. You know what that's going to bring. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you know what you're going to get for shit with this whole team. Wait, can I ask a question because you bring up the bottom six and you're giving me an excuse to ask about this guy? <laughs> Just Snively. We're in number 91. Who the fuck is Snively? <laughs> no Snively, idea. Dude. And that's my point. I 91 mean, I, is a bold number. 91, yeah. Know, Sergey Fedorov wore 91 could be the biggest. This could be the biggest hit in the fact that we just don't expect much out of this Capitals team where this yeah. is the best bottom six we've ever heard of because we haven't heard of fucking anyone. Uh, but Who are you no, going with? The bottom six. The whole bottom six? The whole bottom six. Wow. All right. The whole bottom six. I know you're not going to love it, but I think uh, that's the only way this team survives. Whatever. Let's get off the caps. This is tough. Mantha might have 40 in him. Oh, my. hasn't had 40 since Detroit. Dude, Mantha. didn't do that either. (laughs) Mantha probably won't have 30 points in him. Oh God! All right, oh, forty points. 40 hold, points. Hold, hold, hold in your vomit, boys. We've made our way to the Flyers. 
go. We're reeling it back in. Let's hey, keep this quick. Hey, we're professionals. Remember that. We're professionals. Let's keep this quick. <laughs> Moving on to the Philadelphia Flyers. The storylines with the Flyers are probably more in the front office. Keith Jones, one of the most loved guys in hockey, all of hockey. Jonesy comes in and is taking charge for this Flyers team. Ron Hextall, no more. Get rid of him. Also, let's uh, – Actually, I'm not going to say it. But after a 31-38-13 and 13 season for 75 points, this Philadelphia Flyers team, they took Michikov like you added at, at the uh, at the draft. Uh, but it is rebuild all over it. And, uh, you know, I think people were looking to see what the future for Sean Couturier was looking at at the deadline last year. I think that would be a deadline piece if he's healthy and he's producing. Travis Konecki, another guy that he probably wants out of Philadelphia, but I think he did he resigned. Yeah, like I think their actual core when they look at like what pieces they can't strip away from this team because there aren't many. Um, I think it's like they want to hang on to Farabee, Konecny. I don't think they can move Couturier, so they need to just hope he gets healthy and wants to keep playing. Right. Um, and I think that's about it up front. I think Tip it's it's Konecny, it, potentially, yeah. Farabee, and their draft picks. Um, and then on D, it's you know, they want to see Nick Sealer take a big step. They want to see Cam York yep. become like a true kind of like diet Adam Fox. Mm-hmm. Like I think if he can be yeah, half he as was good, a first round pick. I know, and he was he, hope. was he was really good. He looked um, good in the juniors. Yeah, he was good in the World Juniors. Um, and then Travis Sanheim is a guy that I think they'll they'll have they'll have they'll want to kind of hang to as they rebuild. But this is going to be a terrible team. I I'm probably not going to watch more than. I mean, they'll play the Bruins twice, so I'll probably catch one or two of those. Um, Fucking of course. I think their offseason additions, like, I think it reflects where they're at. They pay Mark Stahl and Garnett Hathaway on short-term deals, and I think that's fully with the intention of flipping them at the deadline because they're going to have great deadline value. So, I mean, I think they're doing the right things to rebuild. They're just – they're on a fast track for the seller, boys. And that's – you know, I think that's where, uh, you know – they finally gave Danny Briere the full GM title. They had to hit the reset, bring in a new hockey, hockey ops. They are they're trying to change the identity of what Philly has kind of found since uh, they've fallen on dark times. So I don't think it's like an. I think they're just they're trying to build a team from the ground up. Yeah, no, <laughs> so like, I do think I do think one thing that was kind of one of my biggest takeaways from the draft this year. Matvey Michkov, they they draft him quickly, right? When they get when they get on the clock with him, and there was a lot of concern about whether when he was going to come over, right? KHL dudes, you never know when they have that contract. He made it seem like he was coming over quickly, and then they give a little backstory on Briere, and Briere apparently shut down the whole facility, didn't put any media there. I'm just saying the way the the way it was discussed and handled, put it in a position where Matvey Michkov looked excited to go to Philadelphia. And, and that was with Ovi on the team right behind him. He looked excited to go to Philadelphia. I think, yeah, you're reading into a lot of stuff, obviously. I think it's a great start. Uh, you get a talent who's excited to go there. Very good start. I'm Since excited about Philly X Factor already. Huh? <laughs> I'm ready for X Factor. I mean, he's not going to play there. I do have to say, <laughs> no, one other thing. I, I think Frost and Cates are both uh, vying for a spot on this future roster. I think it's great that they're 48 and 49. <laughs> Just so they can't distinguish. I mean, it's it's also hilarious. You just go right down center ice, and like shy of Sean Couturier, like I couldn't tell you one thing about a guy on there. Cates and Frost are both solid. Tippett's decent size. I think they'll both be NHL players. Owen Tippett is like a shittier Jake DeBrusque. Yes. And like, <laughs> that's coming from me, boys. Uh, isn't, well, he, isn't he Red Hair Nation, though? He's, he is he's, Red Hair Nation. He, be careful. He is Red Hair Nation. He is Red Hair Nation, and he also wears 74, and it's like, dude, you like, 
whatever. People think DeBrusque is good, so I guess being a shittier him is okay. Anyway, um, you guys have X factors. I'm ready to get off of this team. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh, let's go with uh, Konechny. <laughs> okay. How many points does he put up? And honestly, hopefully he's good enough. Over under is sixty four and a half. No, my goal is over here. under sixty eight and a half. This is why under. he's the X factor. Either he's got to be a hundred point player where they can flip him, or they have a building block, or he's got to be garbage mm. so they get good draft lottery odds. That's mm. those are the two options that are good for Philly. Jacko, Carter Hart, got a hot, got a hot. I think uh, you know that's. They drafted him to be that future goaltender, and you know I think the talent is there. It's it's been a little bit of a touch and go, and when you have what is in front of you, you kind of understand where the results are coming from. Uh, so I'm I'm tracking the Carter Hart situation. Is he a flyer? Is he someone who uh, someone want to take a flyer on if their goalie situation's a little little dire? I'm pulling a rusty, going with Carter Hart. I will be tracking that as well. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll just say like Nick Sealer, Cam York, like one of the two. Pick uh, one, God damn it! Uh, Gosh darn it! Sorry, apologies. Cam York, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I mean this team sucks. I, I just like I, I, it's going to be fascinating to watch Torts have like meltdowns and coach the team, but like I'm again, I'm I'm going to watch less than five Flyers games this year. Philly, we, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know what. It's gonna be tough, Philly. It's a rebuild. Watch some Meechkov. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot. It's a lottery game. Yeah. Watch some Lehigh, Lehigh Phantoms. Is that their AHL team? Uh, well, no. It used to be Lehigh Valley. Oh yeah, it used to be Philly. Now it's Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Just watch some 360 FPS. Hey, AHL.com. Stream that as AHL. KHL games. Follow Matt Murley for the picks. You'll barely be able to tell who he is with the quality of camera work. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. All righty, our final team in the Metro, our eighth place finishers at 2548. And nine for 59 points. They fell to third in the draft lottery. And oh, were they excited because it fell. It fell. Adam Fantilli, their future center, their future uh, captain, has fallen. And he is a, he's a Columbus Blue Jacket. He looked great in his games uh, for the prospect uh, camp. He scored two quickly and looked impressive. And had but a hattie. He, I think he did have a hattie. You're right about that. But the real story of the offseason, they go and hire the untouchable Mike Babcock. How long did that last? It lasted to September fifteenth, basically. Babs, Babs, it you know obviously we uh, we love our spitting chicklets podcast. They touched on it. They uh, they broke that. Babs had asked for phones in the locker room. He asked to look at pictures of players. That this came out. It, we're not here to discuss the ins, ins and outs of that detail. And and like Jack, sorry to interrupt, but like anybody that wants to know about this story, like we're not breaking the news here. No, right? No, nope. Um, nope. It, it's 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 happened. Yep. And so Babs has been fired. Babs, no, he resigned. He right. Oh, there you go. Sorry, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, excuse yeah. me. Babs, um, uh, Babs came back, and Babs, Babs went away. Babcock. Um, and so now that now the assistant coach is stepping up, and the assistant coach is going to be the coach for the team. Correct. What do we like here, boys? Can I ask a question though? Who taught Babs how to airplay? <laughs> is that is he airplayed an iPhone? All he I heard, all I heard, I know, I heard, I heard it was always the video coach. He he, oh, so he, he, got, he the guy would walk in. He'd say, "Give me your phone." Video coach would take it and airplay it. Okay, how did he know airplay existed? Uh, just That's the he, next he, does, yeah, he didn't. Hey, know when the you're words. sitting for as long as Baz was, you, you got to figure out your next. I, I'm play. just wondering who he gave him. He's been list. doing it for years, so it goes back to before he was sitting. So in Toronto, yeah, and other He's stuff. It's it, it is what it is. You know, I think you know Cam uh, or no, sorry, Boone Jenner went on record and and kind of disputed the whole thing. Um, Columbus has already gone on and said it was a poor misjudgment in their their system and, and it was a poor hiring. That's all we're going to spend on Babs. 
the roster, the roster itself, Boone Jenner, Johnny Hockey, Patrick Line, you know, you've got scoring between Goudreau and Line. You know they're gonna they're gonna light the lamp. Boone Jenner in the middle is is a reliable probably two or three center at this point, but uh fact is he's, he's slotting into one i think they're hopeful that if all things that's uh, my first time all night uh, boone jenner i think they're hopeful that or that sorry that adam fantilli can step in and, and take the progression and, and be that number one center by the end of the year i think they love the fact that they've got goudreau line a and fantilli for the future i think that is a very elite very high scoring capable line one and a hell of a power play but then let's look at the rest of our roster you saw a breakout from Kent Johnson, uh, the development that, that was encouraging for Columbus fans. Uh, Roslovic, a guy who's been in the organization for a few years now, it's a little touch and go. Uh, but boys, 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 looking at it, going through it, you know, they, they, they uh, what do you, what do we got on this Columbus on this Blue ro- Jacket? I, I love this roster. Like, I actually do. And I don't know how good it's going to be. But, like, we talk about a top six that has juice and just kind of excitement. Boone Jenner's a great player. I think he probably st- – it'll be interesting, but I, I would expect he starts with Goudreau and Line, which is fine. But I also am kind of interested in Fantilli playing there. Mm-hmm. I think if he were to play there the whole year, and you could tell me that, I think his rookie of the year odds I think should shift drastically. Right. I think that's a great line from, from day one, and I think he would elevate those two as well. But if not, he gets to play with his Michigan friend, Kent Johnson. Mm-hmm. I don't think they ever played together, but, you know, both Michigan guys. He was there two years. One, uh, maybe no, not. No, Fantilli yeah. played one year. And then Kirill Marchenko showed that he has a shot. He has a really good shot. He was scoring a lot. I think at one point he had, like, 14 goals and no assists, which is just spectacular. Wow. That's like he had, he had He had a really high number of goals without an assist. That is like, that's, special. Was, if it was 14, that's miraculous. I know. It made me a fan. Because it's like you really do not touch the puck unless you're going to shoot like it. Like eight is high. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like three is high. <laughs> and then uh, Roslovich showed some stuff last year. And then defensively, they, they bolstered this team. Mm-hmm. David Severson and Provorov, yep. both solid defense. And Provorov showed a little bit more upside. I was going. I was going to spit up my drink, and I wasn't even drinking anything when uh, when Jack said the story of the offseason. I was that, that was leading towards the Provorov deal. <laughs> Just in my head, I thought that. No, no, just like I, I know, I, I, I knew you were going to the Babcock thing, but like in my head, I was thinking like honestly, like, this team's real. St- I mean, the story that wasn't even off season. That was like a story of like the last week. Like that was a story of like the preseason. Um, but no, keep going, Arm. I'm sorry, well, but I'm kind of with you on the roster. Like they, they it's, it's kind of an interesting team. But I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause I, I was thinking the same thing because I forgot about Babcock's. Like, and it, yeah, and fuck him, you know, he's like, yeah. You know, but but I, no, I like the defensive core. Peak, I think had the other thing about like Peak, Boquist, and Gunbranson. Gunbranson is pretty solid, but Peak and Boquist, they both got minutes last year. They they had to play like up high, and I think that's good just for like a player to like get exposure. You know, like I think they were they were logging like 20 minute games last year because they had nobody. Um, Warinsky, is he going to be healthy? If he's healthy, I mean, he, I, I think he's a true number one. I'm, I'm very high on Zach Wierenski. Um I like Severson with him. I think, yeah, you could play Wierenski with anyone. I, like, I really think he's got a great game if he's healthy. And another Michigan guy. Like, how many Michigan guys are these guys going to require? But good for them. So, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. A lot of Wolverines in Columbus. <laughs> you got that right. Make the natives yeah, restless. that is kind of odd that there's a lot of Wolverines in Columbus. Honestly, Arm, I think you bring up a lot of good points. Uh, this is a team, you know, 
honestly, in contrast to the Flyers, I, I think I will be appointment viewing some Blue Jackets this year. Uh, Goudreau is always fun to watch. Line is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Um, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> Wierenski, I'm with you, is like one of the most elite D-men, and it's like when he's healthy and playing his game, it's like, you know, it, it, it's like – this whole new guy in the Norris mix that we haven't talked about that seems to have gone dormant since his like 23, 24 year old age season. He's still not old. He's like still in his prime. If he, if everything's right physically, um, Severson comes in competent puck mover. Provorov comes in another wild card. Um, and so like you look at the totality of the roster in like the whole Babcock shenanigans, like maybe there's a bit of a rallying cry here. Like maybe, like, like maybe, maybe, I would think that if Babcock came into a team, the assistant coaches would have to be major players, guys, to, like, help keep things together. I don't know keep much about same. this guy. I think his last name is Vincent. Um, Pascal Vincent. Pascal yeah. Vincent. So, like, yeah. I don't know a ton about him. He's been around a little bit. But, you know, we talk about coaching changes and how that can, like, like you know, be a vibe, a vibe steerer for a team. And there's some exciting young talent here. I don't necessarily, like, I don't necessarily like the the, the mix of kind of skill and grit because it just feels like, you know, you've got Goudreau and Line A, like not hard to play against. Boone Jenner, very hard to play against. You got Fantilli, who I think could be a tough to play against guy, but he's 18 years old. Um, with Kent Johnson and you know Kirill Marchenko, who news to me scored 15 goals of that apple. But like, like high skill, high skill, like tough centers. Um, the bottom six, I, I actually I really like some identity pieces here. Eric Robinson, um, for you termite listeners out there, Eric Robinson, one of the best skaters in the NHL. Um, absolute hands like a bad juggler. Um, Robinson is not going to finish goals, and he's not going to be on highlight reels, but he's one of the best skating four-checkers in the league. He's got a little Carl Hagelin to him. Um, Sean Corrales is a guy that came up in Boston. I've always been a fan of his game. I think he's the right guy for a bad Columbus team to like be like a blood and sweat and tears guy, a great fourth-line center, and good locker room guy. Everybody likes him. He's solid. Um, and so, like, I, you know, like it, uh, this could be this could be the like surprise team of the year that's sniffing the playoffs. I think I like I, I like I don't like I could see that craziness. Um, I, I really could like if if you're getting great play and there's a good gel and there's some weird vibe with the with the big coaching drama. Um, I, I think this team could surprise some people. I, I say playoff team. I probably don't mean making the playoffs, but I mean like in the mix or out to an early start or throwing off the standings by you know the U.S. Thanksgiving kind of timeline when the standings seem to get set in stone. So yeah, there's actually stuff to watch here, um, and I'm I'm going to be keeping an eye on them. But you guys ready for factors? You got anything else to talk about? I just have one. I, I think it's very rare you get one of these like uber prospects, which Fantilli is. I know he went third in this year's draft, but it was a, like he's the first pick in a lot of oh, drafts. Yeah, top yeah. three would have gone first in others. I know, but he's he's a he's an uber prospect that's coming on a team with two proven elite scoring wingers, a number one defenseman who is projected to be healthy. We'll see if he is, and another strong one one A center on the right. I just think it's a really good opportunity for a player of this caliber to make a huge difference uh, you don't see it often oh I, and to your guys's point of this team being potentially the biggest shocker of the year and i love that because the expectations really aren't necessarily there zero and, zero and that 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 opens them up to play freely and and you know mistakes are definitely going to happen i mean when you have the age that this team has it's going to happen but uh, they'll learn from it they're going to be able to make those mistakes and still be able to see ice time and 
and uh, you've got some promising things without a doubt coming up in, in Columbus. X-Factors, boys. X-Factors, 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 X-Factors. Alex, take it away. All right. I, I'm, I'm going to go Ivan Provorov. And there's a lot of reasons. I think his game is X-Factory. <laughs> and then also, is he injured? Was he injured last year? No, no he's no, coming he's in. Fine. He's coming in expected for a week game one. He's fine. coming in. Okay. No, he had a nasty. He's had a weird thing for a while. I think. I think. I think he's a guy that ice. plays. He plays every night, and he's very yeah. passionate about that as a yep. pro. Um, but I think he's been playing through some stuff. But anyway, he's, yeah. he's expected to be healthy. He's a pro's pro. Pro's yeah. pro. But I like him because, like, and, and I remember watching him in Philly a little bit. I didn't watch him that much, but I've, I've seen his games. And there's certain defensemen who move differently. They're like. Whether like the there's some smaller guys, but traditionally it's like the big dudes who just move like right. They can oh. skate and pass the puck. Go go look up his highlight goal against the Hawks. Down I here. know, but like he can do stuff that is very rare. Yeah, and and when you have that as your one B or like two, like a sec- he's going to be a second line defenseman most likely on this team. It just it just changes the dynamic of your team. Mm-hmm. Like there's a chance you have Warinsky War- uh, and Provorov on the ice for most of the game. Uh, and for a young team, I, I think that's a really good piece of stability to have. Mm-hmm. I see why they went out and got him. He's got to show it, though, here, and it's, it's a different situation. And th- this team was bad last year. You know, I know they – we like the roster. They, were, they weren't good with yeah, a lot of the guys on the team. The NHL, eh? Or the Ducks were. Duck. Were the Ducks? Ducks, Blackhawks. No, the Blackhawks were third. Yeah, yeah. But so it was it was du- Ducks, Jackets, like, Blackhawks. Uh, it was all like – yeah, yes, yes. Here we are splitting hairs about who finished last last year. Anyway. They were bad. Yeah. But I think, yeah, so here's right. my X Factor. Provo. Yeah, Provo. Provo Cop. Who you got, who you got Jacko? I'm taking uh, uh, Alex brought him up earlier, Adam Boquist. I, a guy who, who just seemingly confined in Chicago was traded for Seth Jones. Yes, I know you feel like you know what you're going to get, but the fact is this guy was a first-round draft pick. They thought he was going to be a big-time offensive defenseman. The future of their power play in Chicago didn't end up happening. Moved him for Seth Jones. Comes into Columbus, expectations, market is a lot smaller, can hide a little bit. And that's my biggest concern with Adam Boquist. I know you said the ice times were a lot higher, but now that you've brought in a, a true number line, number two uh, D pairing, well, two with Provorov, I think, uh, you know, you, you got to hope that Boquist continues to take the next step forward and doesn't hide like he has in the past. And new team means he can just be solid. You know, he's not going to have the Hawks' expectations. He could just Correct. be – Oh, there is a, a complete difference liner. between Columbus and Chicago. There yeah, is no, there, there's no question about that. By, like, there's so many guys who find their new role after they change teams. And it, Chicago forced him into probably playing NHL-ready minutes before he was probably ready and probably could have mm-hmm. spent a little bit more time in, in the A, but – that's not what happened. Hopefully they don't do that this year. No, honestly, Jack, I just smiled about Boquist because I, I, I don't know him from a hole in the wall. Um, but that's okay. Uh, easy the, the easy X factor would be Fantilli. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say Line A. If they're going to be a shocking team, if Line A is going to go for 50 goals, right? Like, like yeah, yeah. He could roll out of bed and do that. Mm-hmm. question is, like, will he roll out of bed? <laughs> so, I mean, that's what I'm going with. Um, I think it will be an exciting team to watch. I'll definitely have my eye on them, but – there are a few bad breaks from also being just as bad as they were last Correct. year. So, like, when I say surprise team of the year, I just want to keep that very measured. Like, don't go betting the Set cup the futures on that. Um, but, you know, I, I th- if, if you have, like, season over-unders, right, you could get good odds to maybe tease that up and bet that they're in the 80-point range, mm-hmm. um, which is, again, it's like, you know, it's not a great season, but for them that would be huge. Um, so, yeah, I'm, 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 rolling with, I'm rolling with line A. I like it. I like it. I get it. But uh, no, that that's the Columbus Blue Jackets, and and 
they could be the biggest vibe of the year. I don't think it will be, but um, I mean, if they make the playoffs, that would oh, be that would insane. be the biggest vibe of the year. There, there's no question. About I think that. if they're in the playoff hunt, it's a fantastic year. Mm-hmm. Meaning, like they're the last yeah. team in the take that next step. I mean, you know, it's been a rebuild for a long time in Columbus, and and I think they're ready and they're hungry to finally uh, go past uh, the sec- the first round. Well, the second round actually, because they they swept the Lightning that one year. But that concludes our Metro Division preview. The boys, uh, the boys went after it. And uh, it should be an exciting year from the Eastern Conference as a whole as we wrap up the Eastern Conference to, as we have tonight. Uh, but, no, if, if, uh, if you've got any questions, feel free to, to shoot us a, a tweet or uh, find us on our socials. If you're looking for Ross, go follow him at, at Dusty. Whoa, 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 Miss Lippy. <laughs> we got to rank where the teams are going to finish uh, in the division. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is why I keep uh, two guys next to me that are so – so smart, like uh, like Rusty and Alex. We do have to give ourselves a little predictions. And who wants to lead us off? I'm ready unless Big Al wants to beat me to it. No, go ahead. I am going Carolina 1, New Jersey Devils 2, New York Rangers 3, Pittsburgh Penguins 4, New York Islanders 5, Columbus Blue Jackets 6, Washington Capitals 7, Philadelphia Flyers 8. That is Rusty's picks. Um, yeah, we talked about maybe five teams from the Atlantic making it. Um, I think Pittsburgh and the Islanders are going to be in the, are going to be in that wild card mix. And it wouldn't shock me if maybe Pittsburgh cucked the Rangers. Maybe there was some drama there and New York's closer to the wild card than to uh, a division seat. But I feel really good about one and two. And then I think it's kind of Rangers, Pitt, Islanders and kind of a schmish. And then, uh, Columbus, Washington, Philly, it's like... I mean, Philly just sucks. Washington, like we said, it could fall apart really easily. And Columbus has a little bit higher ceiling. So um, that's what I got. I kind of look at it in those mm-hmm. tiers. Um, and, uh, and and that's what I got for you, boys. What do you got? I like it. I like it. I, uh, I've got a little flip-flop at, at the 1-2. I've got New Jersey at 1. I think it, it's, it's a changing of the guard. I, I do like, you know, as I said earlier, I think Carolina's got the most depth at the defensive role. Uh, in the league, but I love the young vibe of New Jersey. So New Jersey 1, Carolina 2, New York 3, Pittsburgh 4, New York Islanders 5, the Columbus Blue Jackets 6, the Washington Capitals 7, and the Philadelphia Flyers on the cellar. Yeah, I like that, you know. It's kind of, I, I think there's a clear distinction between the first five teams and then the mm-hmm. rest. I, I think it would be a really, like, Somebody were to have put Columbus in the top five, that would have been like shocking me, you know. Um, for me, I'm gonna go Rangers one. Carried by Shesterkin, big year for him. Vesna year. Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, like, yeah, at least in the hunt, somebody would have to take it from him. Uh, so yeah, Rangers. Then I'm gonna go Hurricanes, number two. Devils number three. Uh, Penguins number four. Islanders five. Caps six. Wanted to put the Blue Jackets there, but can't do that yet. And then Blue Jackets, Flyers. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I mean, we'll uh, we'll have our picks going into uh, the division series. We will do our obviously our our, our yearly predictions at some point. But uh, now I can officially say we've wrapped up the Eastern Conference, the Metro Division. Uh, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun, and this one will come out the next week. And we'll have them coming out as we head towards the October 20th, 21st date for the NHL regular season kickoff. Any final thoughts, boys, before we give out our handles? In the eternal words of Mike Commodore, pack your shit, Babs.
It's, he's packing. Beautiful. He's packing. Alex, final thoughts? Not really. I'm excited for this season, though. <laughs> We've nice. been talking a lot, a lot about it. We're going to need, of we're gonna need some energy <laughs> for the Western Conference next week, buddy. Come on. I was trying to think of something good, but like in reality, like we talk about a lot of players. We're making a lot of takes. I'm excited about that. But, you know, you want to see the metal hit the ice. <laughs> see Fantilli out there. Who's he playing with? Is Marchenko going to get an assist? These are the storylines I live for. There's the enthusiasm we were looking for, the vibe we were looking for. If you want to go give the boys a follow, go follow Ross at, at Dusty or Rusty Pedroia. Go follow Alex at underscore or armdog underscore SS and give me a follow at Siffy Man. Go follow all the Star Six Media content on all of our social medias. We've got YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. We're on it all. And we've got our content on all of it. We are super excited for our hockey season right around the corner. We'll be back next week, and we appreciate you guys tuning in to another episode of Slot Shot Podcast.